It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to three-cylinder star drive, COVID-19 edition. This is Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots. And we're doing this over Zoom, just recording over Zoom. Um, this is a new thing for us because usually we just meet face-to-face. But uh, times as they are, <laughs> we got to do what we got to do, right, Richard? Yep, we haven't done one in a while, so we've we been trying it. to figure thing out. So yeah. anyways, today we're going to talk about uh, things you can watch uh, while you're uh, hunkered down during the quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the thing is, and this is something that I'm experiencing now because we can just talk a little bit about what we're kind of going through here. I'm, I'm fortunate enough that none of my family are out of a job right now. Uh, my two oldest kids work at a government job, so they're still considered essential employees. My wife is working as uh, in the healthcare, so she's still uh, got a job. She's still working, and I'm a teacher, and even though schools are canceled, we're still, you know, just basically like doing uh, distance learning and stuff, so... I'm still working. I'm still getting paid, you know, so it's good. But man, there's a lot of people right now out of a job. And uh, if you're listening to this, you're out of a job right now. Um, I really feel for you because that's really rough to wonder where your next bill is going to come from. And Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people are joining, you know, like Postmates and like shipped and stuff like that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's, you know. You know, that's pretty popular right now because all the restaurants and grocery stores, well, most of the grocery stores are still open, but with restrictions. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, most of the restaurants and stuff have gone to delivery and curbside yeah. only, and so a lot of people are doing that. And so people can make some pretty decent money right now doing that as a side gig while they're, you know, if they're currently out of a job or whatever. But, right. Yeah. Yeah, Um it's it's a pretty weird time we live in and honestly all the stuff that i've been meaning to watch i've pretty much got caught up on <laughs> yeah yeah and, i've uh, been uh... <laughs> also i started watching a couple of new things which i'm going to talk about on the podcast today some things that are kind of interesting that are worth watching and some stuff to avoid maybe because there's some things that cuz honestly i have not I watched the first 15 minutes of that Tiger King and I just can't bring myself to watch the rest of it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not, you know, it feels like an hour and a half documentary. I might watch it, but I don't want to watch like a 10 part documentary on no, that. No. It holds no interest on me. Not that I wouldn't watch a 10 part documentary. This just holds no interest for me at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, we live here in Oklahoma. We've been seeing all this stuff go on for years, so it's not. Yeah, like I've it's seen me. Joe Exotic a few times in person, actually. Uh, yeah, he actually the president. 
Remember that when we were at the parade? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, our, my old church, Hilltop Baptist, when I was a kid, we had some, I don't know if it was a VBS thing or whatever, but he, like, brought, like, a baby tiger to it. And I don't really remember it that much because I was really small, but my mom said he smelled like a trash can. <laughs> he probably does. Um, okay, so let's kind of go through a list of stuff that you can watch. You probably... You probably haven't really seen this stuff, or maybe you don't know about it. Um, that's the kind of the things what I did. I my list is of stuff that is easily watchable. One in one thing, what I wanted, what I thought about was most people have Prime and have already paid for the year. So mm-hmm. if you have internet access at some point, I mean, because you know you're out of a job, you might want cut out some of these streaming services you're using so you can save money. And I understand that. And so I thought about like, what would be some stuff on some streaming services that are somewhat free that you could, you could go and get some entertainment if you're still able to get internet at home or on your phone. So um, that's what I was thinking about. So Richard, what are some things that you, some little, well, I made, you have that, well, I made a list about, 12 shows. I'm going to try and go through them quickly, but I started off with six for shows that, you know, are good for adults and then six shows that are good for families. That's good. You know. That's good. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you go ahead because our stuff might overlap and we haven't really talked. Right. I'm sure list, some of so. the stuff is the same stuff you've got on your list. So I'll start with the first one. Very, very adult. Don't watch it with the kids. But if you want to laugh your butt off and you've got DC Universe, the Harley Quinn animated series is incredible. Like, well, when I say incredible, it's so, so good. It's super gory, super crass, but it's so funny. And uh, you just see these different characters. It's almost like a sitcom, really. You've got like a clay face, but he's like a a method actor and he's always got to come up from these with these uh, elaborate backstories for all the <laughs> all the people he changes into, yeah. and, uh, and it's all about Harley Quinn, like getting away from the Joker, and they kind of did that with the movie, but not to this level. Um, and she lives with Poison Ivy, who's like her best friend and roommate, and they kind of, uh, you know, get together to try and take over. Her whole thing in the first season is trying to get into the Legion of Doom and be legitimate, but it's got such great characters like uh jim gordon is like this really unhinged character like he's just kind of like crazy uh and then you've got uh uh legion of doom is really funny like bane there it's like a take on uh uh, tom hardy's bane but it's just like a complete mockery of it yeah uh and you know and then you've got a lot of the great cast and stuff like uh, alan tudyk does joker and two-face and like carlo uh Carlos, uh, with, with Giancarlo Esposito does like Lex Luthor, you know, who's, you know, Gus Spring from Breaking Bad. Huh. Um, but anyways, I think that's a great show to check out. If you just want to laugh your butt off, it's, it's so <laughs> And then the next one I got on my list here is an anime. I don't watch a lot of anime. I don't suggest a lot of anime, but one that's really good is Death Note. And it's about 40 episodes you can bit so you probably got time right now to watch that. It's on Netflix. Um, 
it's just really good, really intense. I'm, I, I didn't think I would like it, but I really got hooked really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's this big cat and mouse game, and it's, it's just fantastic. My next one is an AMC series, the Breaking Bad spinoff Better Call Saul. So oh, you yeah. probably got this on your list, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's that's one. I don't know. That's not really on my list, but oh, uh, it's not. But, no, no, no. But it's great. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's I think so that's one of the best shows on TV right now. So um, you know, it's in its fifth season, and then sixth season, sixth and final season is out next year. But uh, really, one of the best shows on television. My next one is one that's currently on Hulu. It is an FX production that's exclusively for Hulu, which is Devs. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta be honest, I gotta be honest, I'm I'm still I think we're about six episodes in now. Mm -hmm. I'm still not even sure what to make of this show, but it's really interesting. (laughs) It's it's incredible. Yeah, that's one that was on my list, Richard. I only had a list of about five. But that one Oh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm limiting my list to things that people could watch with existing stuff that they didn't cancel. You know what I mean? Okay, well, a lot of the, a lot of my stuff on here is streaming service, but I just assumed a lot of people have got these streaming services already. Some of them, mm-hmm. I'm sure they don't. Like my next one, uh, CBS All Access, Picard, Star yeah. Trek Picard. Oh, that's a great show. Now, yeah. I know, it's great. And I get some of the criticisms. I understand where you're coming from. But at the same time, you know, I think people – a lot of people, especially my dad, was expecting this to be like TNG, and it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all right. It's got good writing. Um, I love the music. I like. I never. I never skipped the uh, the opening credits because I like just listening to the opening theme. Um, but that's really good, James. Uh, James uh, uh, Stewart. Oh, Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. is back. You know, as Picard, of course. Yeah, it's my uh, only. It's- Yo, go ahead. My only real criticism of it, honestly, if I have any, and it's really just a nitpick, is the card kind of takes a backseat to some of the other characters, even though yeah. it's his show. Yeah. But, you know, that's fine. Um, it's still a good show, and I think you should watch it if you have CBS All Access. It's a, you know, it's, um, a true, it's a true ensemble cast. I mean, it's got, you mm-hmm. know, they're all equally uh, interesting and good characters. I mean, really well fleshed out characters, all of them. And, except, for, uh, except for the doctor. I, I, I don't like her. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. I think she's pretty fleshed out in that, uh, what she ends up doing. And then the, and then the forgiveness of what happens is really shocking. I mean, I completely didn't yeah. think that, that was, I mean, I don't want to really give into too much of what, you know, to spoil. Yeah, I don't. Spoil. I don't want to get deep into details. But on it's, this podcast. It's, it's really, it's really fantastic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just really enjoyed the, uh, the dynamic of the story. I thought it was well written. Um, regardless of what you think of old Trek, new Trek, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really care about that. Um, yeah, neither do I. Ultimately, I just care about story, and the story on this thing was well conceived. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking an old older character like Picard and giving him new life in this, and and putting him in peril, um, in ways that were you know unique and interesting. I, I just thought it was really good. 
I just thought it was great. Um, and not only that, kind of referencing back to some older, uh, I guess some older ghosts of the past, you know, and I would say, and this is for another podcast probably, but I would say even going clear back to Star Trek, the motion picture, there was something that there was something that at the, at the very end there, and I'll have to tell you about this off podcast, but there was something that at the very end, the last episode that was like, Oh my gosh, it just explained something from motion picture, you know, like they yeah, expect it. If you watched all the other, you know, the Star Trek, like, uh, you know, some of the movies and the show and stuff expect to be moved at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, okay. So what's next on your list, Richard? Uh, this one you probably got on your list. I'm sure. Uh, Amazon uh, on Amazon prime. It is the expanse. Oh yeah. That was the one that was one that was on my list. So you've ticked two off my list now, Richard. So I still got three. So keep going. <laughs> but Expanse right, well, is great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I started watching it uh, um, over spring break, I think. I don't remember. No, I started watching it like uh, a couple months ago. And I just binged the crud out of it. And, and now I'm, I'm done. I, it's season four. Man, it's four seasons and it is just really good stuff. If you like um, hard science fiction, because it definitely is. I mean, it's it's hard science fiction. It's not like a, you know fantasy Star Warsy kind of. It's more like what would it be like if a, you know humans not in our not too distant future were to go to space and colonize. You know. Yeah, I think shows like this and that movie Ad Astra really had like a, a very uh, realistic view on what it would be like if we actually traveled into space. You know, right. we'd just colonize and we'd fight and we'd just commercialize everything. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be much different than it is on Earth. Yeah. Um, I think, I, but, I, think uh, I said something about this before, but right down to like how things really operate in zero G versus gravity and they don't really have gravity, artificial gravity. They have, you know, they have this, the centripetal force gravity, but they also have mm-hmm. these gravity boots, which are basically just like magnetic boots. That they're stick just them like, stuff. yeah, they're magnetic boots. But when they're walking around the magnetic boots, um, like there's one scene and I won't, this doesn't really spoil anything. Okay. But there's one scene where this character, uh, is shedding tears and the tears are just pooling up in the eyes and not going anywhere. It, it, it's just stuff like that just makes me go, man, this is so cool. I really like it because it's, it's very much hard science fiction, like what it would be like to actually travel through space and, you know, do all it that. is. And if you want the more like some of the traditional sci-fi stuff you might see in other sci-fi shows, it does get there, but it's a slow build. It's like, it, it it's a, a very build. natural build to what it is. Um, and, and, and it's all it, about it's just, it is the king of the slow burn because it definitely takes a while to you know there's some episodes where you're just kind of like okay get on with it um, but actually you think that but later on you're like oh I'm glad that they did that because it's like it explains all this other yeah, stuff yeah I remember watching the, some of the first season when it was on Sci-Fi Channel and um, yeah I couldn't I really lost interest but I'm glad I got back into it on Amazon and really yeah. got into it you know, it's it. I understand why fans love it so much. You know, because sci-fi, it was a sci-fi original. And then after the third season, Sci-Fi Channel canceled it, 
And then well, it was, it was great because all these fans, they paid like a few thousand dollars, you know, pulled their money together and flew a renewed the expanse banner over Amazon headquarters in California. Yeah. And so they picked, then they picked it up for four season. And so yeah. now there's the fifth season is coming sometime this year. Assuming, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's not going to be delayed like a lot of other shows because of the quarantine and having production right. shut down and all that. But yeah, it is a really good show. You should watch it. Um, give it your time. You, you may not, it may not hook you right away, but if you give it your time, you will, uh, you will be rewarded for your investment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to move into six shows that are good for families. And these are really, I, I thought these, I made these out, not just for kids. Like, I think this is, these are more broad appeal. Mm-hmm. So first off, Netflix, Lost in Space. Yeah. Lost in Space reboot. So it's good. family friendly, but it is so good. Uh, final season is supposed to come out sometime next year. But yeah, it's really, the writing is really well done. Special effects are really good. Um, I think it's one of the best shows on TV and you can enjoy it with your family and not have to worry about, yeah. you know, accidental nudity or whatever you want to, whatever you want to surprise porn <laughs> surprise porn yeah yeah the uh but next yeah anyways great show next one disney plus currently in its final season new and final season star wars the clone wars oh yeah the animated series it's yeah. starting to fill in some gaps that were left because uh you know after it got canceled on cartoon network because disney had bought the rights and all that at the time so um you're right now it's kind of in a, a new arc for ahsoka mm-hmm. um and so you know you know what? i didn't list mandalorian on here but you know what yeah it's Go ahead and watch that. I'm sure you've watched that already. Well, anyway. speaking but of that, anyway. okay, so um, I'm current. Uh, as I record, as we record this, it's the 10th, and it's the newest episode just came out. Um, I would say to watch for whenever you're seeing the Ahsoka story, watch for how she could be connected to uh, the new Mandalorian series because she's definitely going to be in season two. Well, if you pay attention to uh, uh, news media, you know, entertainment media, you, you probably already know that. Um, but but, but uh, watch, yeah, watch, I, how, I'm not, watch how the story kind of uh, sets up how she could be involved, you know, because I think yeah, there are things I, that, that, that are setting up her being in season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm not current though. I have not watched today's episode yet. Oh, so, good. Um, so good. But next one, some of the, these next ones are kind of older shows. They're not on anymore. First one um, is kind of a. It's become kind of a cult hit. Invader Zim, <laughs> yeah. a show that was way a way ahead of its time, and I think that's why it didn't do well because it was way ahead of its time. It's got a lot of the weird, dark humor you know, nihilistic humor that's very popular today. Um, and, oh my gosh, it is one of the funniest things. You know what? During this quarantine recently, just for the heck of it, I, I loaded up the germs episode where he <laughs> germs. He got, like, those those goggles to see germs everywhere. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and he went to like some burger place and couldn't figure out why there was no germs in there. And there's this whole thing about they created space meat, space meat, all this stuff. And he's like, but not having the technology access to that technology, we make all our burgers out of using napkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's great. <laughs> and then a next one is actually got a new season, a rebooted new season sometime this year on Hulu. Animaniacs. Oh yeah, yeah. Animaniacs, great. Yeah, great show. Uh, laugh your butt off. You know, you're probably an adult now. Watch that when your kids. You're gonna notice all these things you didn't notice when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all the jokes and things like that. But it's got a lot of great parodies. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, we saw Rob Paulson, and he's just awesome. Um, but. Um, who's the star of this show. Uh, but yeah, you should watch that. And then the next one is, this is also on Hulu, the whole series, the 2012 animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Mm, yeah. Now this is one that, that kind of bridges the gap between generations. It's great for kids. Kids will love it. But a lot of the show is like tons of callbacks to the movies, to the original series. In fact, there's crossover episodes with the original animated series versions um but it's got all these references to um like radar movies and things like that alien and nightmare on elm street in fact they got like a lot of those stars like robert england and uh that but then it's also just got a lot of uh you know a lot of heart uh it's got it's got some pretty heavy themes there there's death in this show like i was surprised by it yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, but it's one of the most well-written shows on television too. Like I, I honestly was, I was kind of apprehensive about it when it first came out. I thought this looks terrible, but I gave it a chance and it was so good. I'll tell you what not to give a chance though. It's replacement rise in the teenage mutant industry. Just avoid that. <laughs> avoid it. But yeah, there's that. And then my last one here is this one. The first two seasons are on Disney plus a 2017 reboot of DuckTales. This is another yeah. one that I feel like bridges the gap, gap between generations because it's got all these uh, nods and references to uh, and twists on older characters, like from across all the old Disney afternoon shows, not just DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, The Gummy Bears, uh, uh, Tailspin, but it's also got like a lot of dark humor and stuff in it, which I was a little surprised by, but it's great. And that's probably one of the reasons I like it too. It, it just really made me laugh. Like a lot of stuff really made me laugh. Like the whole thing with like Edgar Wright is voicing a director that's making like a gritty reboot of Darkwing Duck. And uh, he's like throwing like a match on the ground and it lights up a, a double D on the ground, like the Daredevil, Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of funny stuff like in it, like that. Um, so if you grew up with Ducktales, uh, you're probably going to love this series if you give it a chance. It, it yeah. does great. Um, that's pretty much the end of my list. So okay. So I have a I have a couple that you didn't mention, um, and some of this is like a couple of these are series, and the other one is like. A movie series. Okay. So the first one I want to mention is a little known little film, little series. It's on Amazon prime 
And again, I'm trying to stick to things that, you know, even if you, you know, usually prime you pay yearly, you know, um, but, uh, tales from the loop is a series on Amazon right now and you can watch the whole thing. Um, it's kind of a bizarre show. Um, there's an artist, his name is Simon Stalenhag, and he's from Sweden. And I think, I think he's from Sweden. Hang on, let me double check that. Um, yeah, Sweden. And what he does is he takes normal landscapes, like normal looking landscapes, and he puts weird science fiction stuff in them. You know, he's still there. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. I'm here. Um, Yeah, I mean, sometimes we don't know. Um, But he puts these weird landscape. He paints these landscapes, and then he has these weird little um, science fictiony looking things in the background that look like they've been there a long time. So, for some reason, (laughs) Amazon decided to do a series about all that stuff about his art somehow. And what it is, it's like a a little town in the middle of nowhere and you see all these sci-fi things like sticking up in the background, weird towers and strange robots standing in the woods and look like they've been neglected old, you know, uh, spherical thing that you get into and it flips your, uh, your spirit out of yourself into the person standing in front of it and you switch places with them. I mean, there's like, but each little story is interconnected. However, it, it, it's kind of episodic, but it's also kind of serialized. If I can go, it reminds me somewhat of the twilight zone as far as its feel, but it's like the setting of Eureka, but not as whimsical. It's more dark. Um, it's really good. I've been watching it now for, I'm thinking I'm four episodes in and it's just, a brilliant little show. Um, and so, you know, you want something that's going to keep your interest, check out, um, tales from the loop on Amazon. Um, another one I would mention is, um, uh, uh, a show that's on Amazon and it got, it didn't get great ratings, but I kind of like it. It's called Hannah and it's based on a movie, but it's a series version of the film. Oh yeah. That is excellent series. Way better than the movie. Oh yeah. They extend out the, uh, and this is on Amazon. You can go watch it on Amazon watch the whole thing. I think it's just one season, but it is, it's really good. Um, I mean, it gets like low, like a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, but who cares? 93% 93% of Google users like this show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it had enough watchers that it's getting a second season, so. Oh, good, good, because it deserves it. It's really smart, and um, I think that they took the took the film and made the series uh, kind of fleshes out the mythology a little bit and gives you a little more into the background of some of these things, and I really like it. Um, another one is... Um, do you realize that most, if you have Disney Plus and Netflix, um, you can watch most, most of the Marvel uh, film series um, from beginning to end. And something fun to do, which is I, I did this during the quarantine. It took me about three days. I watched chronology uh 
order of the films, not release order. So I started with Captain America, Winter, Captain America First Avenger, and then I went to, uh, you know, Captain Marvel. And then most of these movies are on Disney+. Plus. Some of them are on Netflix. Uh, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is on Netflix still. Um, Endgame, wait, not Endgame. Uh, Infinity War is on Netflix. Endgame is on Disney+. Plus. But if you have those two streaming services, you can literally watch all those films, except for Hulk, which Hulk is on, like, you have to rent it. It's like $2.99 to rent, I think. Um, but you can watch that entire series from beginning to end. Um, another, another service that you don't, may not know about that's pretty cool, and I just discovered it not long ago, is Pluto TV. Um, Pluto TV has a couple of different channels I really love. One, you can binge the snot out of uh, Mystery Science Theater, which <laughs> you can watch it all day and all night because they've got two channels. One's a Rift Tracks channel, and one is Mystery Science Theater. And then they also have um, like a drive-in movie kind of channel, which shows these cult films, you know, like, uh, gosh, so such great cult films. Um, some of them are slasher films, you know, some of them are like old science fiction. They were showing Chud, you know, they were showing a lot of really old films. Um, so, and, and Pluto TV is free. If you can get it, you can, you can like get the app or, uh, you can watch it on your smart TV. Um, but, and that's the thing, you can't record anything, but they do have a thing where you can go and like actually watch movies. You have to have, there's commercials in them, but you can watch the films uh, just go through and select like a huge, huge bank of, of, of films and television. Um, but those were mine. That's really all I had. Uh, I, I was trying to think of things that you could do um, that didn't cost any money, as, uh, you know, or if you don't have all the streaming services there. So. You, know, uh, you know, if we're going to mention movies for just one moment, I'll, I'll just mention one. It's on... Sure. Uh, on Disney Plus right now, and I'm sure a lot of people probably watched it by now, but if you haven't, you should really watch it, is Pixar's Onward. Oh, yeah. Um, so good. It's so good. It, it is so good. You know, and it has that, you know, a trademark uh, Pixar heart, but, you know, uh, it's really good. It really it really hit me uh, yeah, emotionally. Me too. So, oh, um, man. I mean, I haven't, my dad's been gone for seven years or so, and, you know, I, just having that, just seeing that film just really got to me. It was really good. Really fantastic. Um, okay, so uh, maybe next week we'll come up with some other idea for our quarantine part two. Um, but uh, until next week, I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kidd.